Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, yeah, good to have you along with us again today on the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast, available, of course, on your favourite podcast platform, where you get all your podcasts. Just search Mrs. Mean Money Show, tell your friends, tell your family, and hit that subscribe button. Mrs. Mean's back in the studio. Nice to see you, Mrs. Mean. Are you still mean? Absolutely. Getting meaner. This cold weather means that I'm looking at the smart meter all the time and looking at where else I can save money. Okay. Have you been around the house and turned all the lights off? They say the lights don't really cost a lot to run if you've got the energy saving ones. They're pretty good. It's not the lights, but I have uh, turned off the heating in uh, my husband's office and he now is working in the kitchen. You've got a water bottle or something. (laughs) Oh, bless him. Okay. Well, Mrs Mean, today is all about uh, broadband and mobile costs. And my word, what an area you've picked to be mean on, because this is such a huge area. I mean, you do all the research to get the best value broadband, don't you? Or the mobile phone deal that offers a good speed where you live. And you begin to relax, feeling that this is one more thing sorted to make your budget under control while inflation is still over 10%. I mean, it's a huge area. This is a big one, I think, broadband and mobile. Where do you start with this? Well, the main thing is, as soon as you've done the deal, don't get too comfy because you might be about to be price gouged. A lot of people think that once they've done the deal for two years fix or whatever, that that's it. They can forget about their um, broadband or their mobile deals. But there's millions of people who from April, and some of them a little bit earlier, will be paying 14% a year more for their broadband contracts. And the good old citizens advice thinks some people will be paying £100 a year more for their broadband, which is quite a big extra bill when we've got everything else going on. And what is this um, down to, Mrs. Mean? Why is it such a huge increase? Well, it's because they're allowed to. I mean, I say it doesn't matter who's to blame for the increases, Mm. but they accuse the regulator. They say there's lots of extra fees that they're having to pay. But essentially, they have the right in their contracts to charge more. And so they have some extra costs, and these are for regulatory requirements, higher energy prices, increased network costs, they say. They also say they're investing in high-speed broadband. But overall, they're charging 13 million customers extra money from April because they can. Not everybody is, but Mm. those who are are doing it. And I think if not everybody is, then it's not all of them have to. The way the contracts are, and it's generally in the small print, and when you're signing up and they say, this is going to cost you £30 a month or whatever, if it says £30 a month initially in the advert, it's never that. It's always more. They're allowed to increase by the rate of inflation. Now, some are choosing CPI, which is currently 10.5%. Some are choosing RPI, which is over 13%, plus around 4%. So in some cases, it's costing 14.4% more. In others, it will be 17%, but they don't know how much it will be yet because it's the RPI which is reported in February. So people are left not knowing what they're going to be paying, but it's a lot more. 17% more is a lot of money. 
Okay, so coming up in today's podcast, we're going to take a look at uh, broadband and mobile price rises. Uh, Who can escape the increase? Who's eligible to get away from the increase? What are social tariffs and what does it mean? What to do if you can't afford those bills that seem to be going up all the time? Time also to look at uh, streaming contracts as well. And also, will password sharing be banned in households who have got those streaming contracts? So, Mrs. Mean, let's move on then and take a look at those broadband and mobile price rises, they are quite extortionate, aren't they? Well, they are. I mean, when we were taking out contracts, my last contract was only a few months ago, and I feel lucky because I'm not going to have an increase. But the vast majority of people are going to have a big increase, and it's nothing they could have anticipated because we didn't know inflation was going to be how it is. But we've got BT, EE, Plusnet, Shell, TalkTalk3, Vodafone, all hit with price hikes of up to 17%. The majority are 14.4%. But, you know, it depends on whether they're using the consumer price index as their guide or the retail price index. The lucky ones at the moment are Sky customers who are still in contract on February 14th. They should escape a surcharge and they can't move on. The people who are in contract and getting increases can't move on unless they pay a penalty. There are figures all over the place. Sky customers who aren't in contract for their mobile, that'd be up to 9% more. Sky other customers will have to compare with other providers. I mean, there's so much data. It means you set aside a couple of hours, look online. What are other people charging? If you joined up to October 31st, you'll pay 4.5% more. Those who joined after November, it's 14.4%. It's really complicated. Mm. It's worth the time to look at it and to work out whether you are going to be hit or whether you're not. And Mrs Mean, is it worth looking on those price comparison websites? Do they compare the prices of mobile phone tariffs, or do they fluctuate so much? Maybe the money comparison websites can't keep up with it. They do fluctuate a lot. They are a good guide to start with, but all the time they're making new offers. Um, And so usually it's like with all these things, if you're a new customer, when this is all going on in uh, March and April, there'll be a lot of people thinking, I will change. I don't want to keep on paying what I'm paying at the moment. And there will be offers for them. And you need to look at the contracts and you check what you're paying. The people who can escape the increase are those who are out of contract. You know, we take on two-year contracts for our broadband. And I've lived in this house for 14 years and I think we're on our seventh provider really? because every time you come into the end of a contract, you get phone calls from people, you get emails from people, but you know you're coming to the end of a contract and there must be some guide somewhere where they all know who's coming to the end of a contract and they all offer us deals. And we do our best to get the cheapest deal mm. we can, obviously checking, getting the best speed and all those things. But you want a good value deal. And so people move around. You can get better deals. It is worth spending the time looking at each one. But the main difference is, are you in contract? Then there's nothing you can do about the price increase because you have to pay it. And if you don't, you'll have to pay a penalty, which can be if you're on a two-year contract and you're one year in, you can pay an extra year just to get out of the contract. And that is absolutely not worth it. If you're in contract and you don't like the deal, note in your diary when it's going to expire and start looking around for somebody else, uh, another company, in the weeks before um, 
your deal expires. But Mrs Means, so many people love, they are literally in love with their handset. You know, I want the latest Android phone. I want the latest iPhone. You know, those contracts that you take out with these mobile phone operators, you're paying, as we all know, for the handset as well as the tariff, as well as the network tariff. I've known people pay up to 90, over £100 a month for a mobile phone. That is a ludicrous amount of money, isn't it? Oh, it is, it is. And I've met people who pay a very great deal for their broadband and television services and probably throw in a landline at the same time. Mm. I met one finance director of a quite a big company, a household name company. And when I was doing a financial workshop, he came up to me and he said, I've got one question. How can I get out of my contract? I've got all the bells and whistles. I've got all the sport, all the films, all the new dramas, etc., I never get a chance to see it. I don't think my family see it enough. Every time I ring and try and reduce the service I'm paying for, it takes so long I have to go into another meeting and I don't get round to doing it. So I say anybody who wants to change their contracts Mm. and they're paying a lot need to allow time so that they can negotiate it because the retention teams that you get through to on broadband or mobile phone contracts, they're there, they're paid according to how many people they keep on the contracts without reducing anything. So, you know, you're yeah. you're against a professional. You're not just saying, oh, I don't want to watch Arsenal on, on sport anymore. I don't want to watch something. You know, it's one of those things. You've got to yeah. know what you want, know what else is in the marketplace. Absolutely. The Mrs. Mean podcast series is all about saving you your hard-earned cash. Social broadband, Mrs. Mean. What do we mean by social broadband? Well, this is something that's available for around 6 million people in this country. And they're people who are on pen credit, for example. They may be unemployed. For example, Talk Talk has a deal with the Department for Work and Pensions. Then that offers six months of free fibre broadband to certain job seekers. And that helps them to apply for jobs, etc. And the idea is for Talk Talk, if they get the job, then they'll stick with Talk Talk and, and enjoy the facilities. But there are schemes. And if you're on universal credit or other other benefits, you may be able to get social broadband. Very few people know about it. Only about 3% of the people who are eligible have actually taken it up. So, All right, so I want to to apply for social broadband then, Mrs. Me. What do I do? uh, You go on to either your own broadband company or go on to um, Ofcom. They have full details about it. They want to encourage people to take it up or even just put social broadband into Google and that will okay. tell you how to find out about it. And some of it is as cheap as £12 a month. Now, some of them, if you take out social broadband with them, you can get a streaming TV box for a one-off £20 fee. And the idea is that they're helping you while you haven't got a job or while you're needing help, mm. and then you will you will stay with them. And also Ofcom wants them to provide it because now it's regarded as essential. Many school children need to have broadband at home to do their homework. Yeah. And so it's a matter of making sure that families have the, the tools that they need to do their homework, etc., at the moment, EE, PlusNet, Shell, Shell Energy and TalkTalk do not offer social tariffs. But as I say, TalkTalk has this special deal where you can get six months free if you're a job seeker. The job centres will tell you about it as well. These things should be used. It's making people aware of them though, Mrs Mean, isn't it? Yeah. Outside of social, there are regularly 
competitively priced deals. So anybody who's out of contract, they need to start doing the work to find out who is the best deal for them. They need to look at what they need from it. I live in a, an area which is a broadband and mobile black spot. So all of the companies are a bit spotty, but overall you get to one that mm. works and you stick with it. And as I say, you know, you need to do the research, find out what the real costs are because they advertise. You see these adverts are saying, get this, you know, sport everything all for £30 a month. Nobody ever gets that figure. It's always at least twice yeah. as much. Yeah. You have to do the work and not assume, not just accept their term, their initial terms. And very often that um, cheap deal will only last three or six months, possibly nine months, maybe a year if you're lucky. So you've got to look at uh, the small print quite, you know, fastidiously, haven't you, really? You have. They're a two-year contract often, and yet they offer this thing and they say, start on, and, and it's a low rate. As you say, it's only the first six months. Yeah. This is really will be crippling people at the moment because they took on deals and since then their energy prices have gone up, food's up 16.8%. Mm. Some people think broadband's a luxury. Others think it's absolutely essential because working from home, yeah. so many people now, even if they're in the office most of the week, they still are expected to work from home when they are home if something happens. And so it's now essential for an yeah. awful lot of people. And even for... Pensioners and, and people who aren't working in the, in the workplace, they still need to apply for things and do things online. If you have to try and do things through the post, it's going to take you forever. Yeah, that's uh, one of the main things that people looking for a new property ask the estate agents. Uh, not what's the neighbour like, but uh, how fast is my broadband speed going to be if I live here? All right, we're taking a look at broadband and also mobile phones. What about if you can't afford those bills? As we all know, we're in a cost of living crisis at the moment and uh, being able to afford, you know, the basics is tough. I suppose you could call a mobile phone and broadband a basic, but Mrs Mean, if you can't afford the bills, what do you do? Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. Well, if you can't afford them and you're halfway through a contract, you should get in touch with the provider and ask for help. And some of them will help. They won't say, oh, you've got to pay the extra year or whatever. But you need to be honest about your circumstances. Ofcom has made it clear that broadband providers should do all they can to keep people connected. And there's a commitment to the UK government that they will support those struggling with their bills. So it's like with all things, if you're struggling, whether it's credit card or what it is, Talk to the provider, allow time, make a cup of tea. Don't take it personally if they're a bit abrupt or anything. You get your message across, get pieces of paper together saying how much you've got coming into the household, what you've got going out, what your needs are, how many children have you got, what's going on. And they should treat you sympathetically. And if not, you can go on to the ombudsman. So Ofcom has a, an ombudsman that will help you. I think all industries now, even energy, are getting to the point where they recognise that they've got to be sympathetic to people who are in a bad way at the moment, because for most people, it's not their fault. They have to overspent. They've just got caught this cost of living crisis. 
Caught up in the cost of living crisis indeed. Thanks for that, Mrs Mean. Uh, if you can't afford the bills, yes, as Mrs Mean says, get in touch with your operator, uh, your mobile phone network operator straight away and explain your situation. It's better to do that than just bury your head in the sand, which a lot of people seem to do. Those uh, postal bills and postal inquiries will start mounting up, won't they? Let's talk about streaming services, Mrs Mean, something that you want to include in today's podcast, uh, which is still sort of part of what we're talking about, mobile phones, and broadband streaming services. Again, you know, you could save money here, couldn't you? You can. And if you don't have good broadband, you can't get streaming services. And during the pandemic, millions of us signed up and quite often they were very cheap at the time we signed up. You know, five ninety nine a month and people had lots of time to catch up with the box sets. If you're signing up and they've got 20 box sets that you haven't seen before, really good value. Now you might be saying, I've seen all the ones they've got. I'm waiting for the next lot. Do I need all these services? Some people say we're now paying on average £40 a month Others say we're paying more than £500 a month for streaming. So it's time to look at it and say, when did I last watch something on that channel and work out? Or what do I watch most on? It depends on your financial circumstances. It might be that you decide you only keep one. At the beginning of the year, Netflix was reporting lots and lots of people were cancelling. They had a lot of competition from Disney and the others. But now they've just reported they've had 7 million new customers. So I hope we're judging whether it's worth it for us. And one of the things that Netflix has done that's made it slightly cheaper, because they started out at 5 99 they added on extra services so that everybody took the extra ones and they're up to 15 99 for the um, premier service. But Netflix realised that people mm. were cancelling and they have introduced cheaper deals for customers Happy to watch adverts during the breaks. (laughs) Yeah, and if you want to bypass those adverts, then you pay a bit more, I guess, for the service. Exactly, that's it. But, you know, you've got differences... Amazon Prime started at five ninety nine. It's now seven ninety nine. But all these things, but they can very easily build up to £500 a month. So you have to look at what you want, what you need, what you're going to go for. And I look through the list, and I've got Now, and I've got Netflix... And I haven't got any of the others. Do you miss them? No. No. I don't have time to watch all of them, as it is. So it's a matter of what you need, you go for it, but don't you don't need all of them. And um, make sure you use the ones you've got, otherwise you might as well cancel them. So, Mrs Mean, what if you want to get a free trial with any of these streaming services? Is that possible? And, and if so, how long does that last? All of them offer free trials. Amazon Prime offers 30 days. It used to be difficult to cancel if you had an Amazon Prime contract. And the beauty of it is you get next day deliveries if you're ordering stuff on Amazon and it's free for 30 days. Now, that costs $7.99 a month, I think going up to $9.99 shortly, but you get 30 days. Most of the others allow you seven days. So you can get seven days of Apple or BritBox or Disney or um, now. Now, I imagine some people and I wouldn't necessarily say this is a good thing to do, but some people might take the free trial, watch all of one trial's best bit, or one company's best bits, mm. and then move on to another one. Or the good thing with these is it's not like broadband. Broadband, you're in a two-year contract and you can't get out. I've heard of people who had it difficult to get out if they die, in that their relatives find it difficult to cancel. With these, they're monthly rolling contracts, so you... Note the date you took it out. You can have a month's worth, get as much as it is from that system in that month, and then 
cancel. And it is much easier now to cancel them than it used to be. It used to be really complicated. It took you ages and they didn't, you couldn't say cancel. It would be do not subscribe or something like that. Mm. Really weird phrases you had to hit on to be able to do it. But now they're a month. You can get rid of them and it's worth having. The average household, I still find this is remarkable. The average household has seven contracts. Wow. Now, most of those... So that'll be like a Netflix, like an Apple, like a yeah. Amazon Prime. Add, add to that a couple of magazines that, or oh. newspapers that they get in. Yeah. But it's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. comb through those subscriptions, see what mm. you're using and what you're not using. Uh, you'd be amazed at how much money you'd save. Absolutely. Excellent. Thanks for that, Mrs. Means. So then, sharing passwords. This is something I used to do with my Netflix account when my two boys were at university. I'd give them my password to log in so they could log in on their laptops and watch Netflix at their digs. But this is still something that a lot of folk do in families. They share the passwords to log into the same account. But is this going to be banned in the future? Well, it looks like it's it's got a, a short lifespan. Netflix has already started cracking down on password sharing in Latin America. It hasn't given a date for doing it here, but there's a suggestion that it will come in the next six months that they'll start to say um, sharing online is going to be banned. The Intellectual Property Office, which is a government body, produced a report last year and said that sharing was both a criminal and civil matter. Wow. So I don't know whether Netflix paid them to say that. So they're saying you haven't got a right to share. Mm. But the suggestion is we're all got used to sharing. And a lot of people say I'm paying fifteen ninety nine. That's way too much for how much I use it. So if my son uses it as well, then that's a good deal. And I think if they do stop sharing, people will have simpler accounts and maybe two households will have the cheap account rather than one household will have the expensive one. The suggestion is, though, that when it does come in, the main customer will be offered the chance to provide another household with a subscription for a limited mm. price. So it's it's buy one, get one, Do you mean price. The, the account holder? Yeah. The account holder will be allowed to offer another household the full access for, say, half price or a quarter price or something like that. What the pricing will be, I don't know. But if you're paying £16, maybe uh, another household will get it for £4 or something like that. They won't want to lose lots of contracts. And if they can monetize the extra households, that's bunts for them. It's mm. new money and that's good for them. So Netflix is saying they'll roll out features in early 2023. So that's any time now. Mm. So we have to watch for that. So another way to charge us. But if Netflix starts doing it, all the others will because there's a lot of sharing goes on. And I once had a situation where a subscription I had and it gave access to three machines and I was kicked off it because Somebody who wasn't a relative of mine, but was a relative of a relative of mine, yeah. had kicked me off because they were on it first. So if you're paying the bill, you should have the main access. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing. In some ways, Netflix might help families mm. to stop having arguments. It's almost but, like uh, the old scrambling the picture days, back in the days when they used to scramble the, um, the satellite pictures in the early satellite days. Mm. You know, it's very similar to that. They'll start scrambling the, the logins for people, won't they? 
overall, we've all decided, and it's it's come on so quickly, hasn't it? We've all decided we can't cope without Netflix or we can't cope without now or whatever. And so wait and see what we all go for. But they will try and get more money from us. They're already doing it with these big increases in April. That's the main thing. We've really got to make sure we can save money if we're out of contract. And that's millions of us are out of contract. So start looking now yeah, yeah. and see what you can do. And again, these streaming services, they a lot of them don't notify you when your contract is up for renewal. They'll just roll it over automatically. And then you'll, as you enter another period, you'll find yourself locked in for 12 months. So it's a tricky one. I think you've got to try and make a, a note in your, again, in your calendar on your phone or your, your computer, your diary system when these renewals come up, because it does roll around so fast, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I mean, we've all got so many things that are being renewed all the time. We feel more urgent than others, such Mm. as insurance. And so it can get forgotten. These increases this year are more than they've been before. Previously, it's been inflation plus 3%. And that means it's probably been 4.5%. And people say, oh, 4.5% on £30, that's nothing. But now it's a lot of money and at at a time when we can't afford it. You've got to think about it and you've got to weigh it all up. And do you really need it at the end of the day? So then, mobile and broadband savings. What can you save on your contracts at the moment? Mrs Mean, one takeaway from today's podcast. What would that be? Well, it's do your homework, see what you can get cheaper, make sure that if you are out of contract, you make use of the time. But above all, a lot of those broadband contracts include a landline. Now, I've got a landline. It seems to be used by fraudsters to ring me and occasionally by a son who can't get through on mobile. Begs the question, do you need the landline? A lot of the younger generation now don't have landlines. They just use their mobile, don't they? They do. I was looking at the figures this morning. The cheapest landline is about £20 a month. So you could save yourself £250 a year by just getting rid of your landline. Some of them are more expensive. And we have to remember, if you're making calls, if you're ringing those energy companies or whatever, don't ring them on the landline because you'll be paying over the odds for the waiting time. Good advice then. Uh, Just a quick reminder that we have lots of other great money-saving ideas in our series, Mrs Mead Money Show. Things on transport, we look at uh, how you can save money on transport. Found money, we look at uh, price comparison websites. We talked about those today on the show. How to complain, the cost of babies, cash is king, sales, and more recently we've done podcasts on making ends meet. Very, very apt at the moment. And also insurance. There's a whole raft of different episodes there, Mrs Mead. All about saving money, isn't it? And we all need to do it. I mean, as I say, get rid of your landline. Don't let your broadband roll over. These are things that can save you £20 a month, £40 a month if you do it carefully. Cut your streaming. There's lots of things that can be cut without you feeling the loss. Absolutely. Mrs Mean is, of course, Lindsay Cook. And uh, don't forget, you can get in touch with Mrs Mean. If you've got an idea for a podcast episode we can focus on, do get in touch. Uh, Contact details coming up in just a moment. But Mrs Mean, one thing to say to you, stay mean, won't you? Oh, you can be sure I will. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to moneyfightclub.com and get in touch via the contact page. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit that subscribe button.